Thank you so much for watching. I'm Terry Savelle Foy and I'm with my sister Jerry. And Dad has given us the privilege of teaching on the broadcast today the topic that we're both so passionate about, which is dreams, destiny, and opportunities. Mm -hmm. And specifically today, how your thoughts will determine your destiny, that your thoughts are the pathway to your destiny. You know, I heard somebody once say, I think the worst day in heaven would be when God gives you a glimpse of all that you could have had, all that you could have done, all that you could have been, but for some reason, you couldn't agree with it in your thought life. Wow. You gave up somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. You know, God has so much more for you than what you're currently experiencing, mm -hmm. but you have to get your thoughts in line with his plan for your life. Yes. So you're going to teach us about thoughts because that's something you've really studied, things you've battled with, but you've learned how to get control of thoughts. Well, you're never going to live a victorious Christian life if you don't get control of the thoughts. Right. And it's an ongoing daily process. Yeah. You know, everyone has negative thoughts. I'm sure Kenneth Copeland has thoughts that come in, yeah. but he's learned and trained and developed himself. And that's what we have to do is continually learn and train and develop ourselves to think God thoughts, yeah. to think good thoughts. Yeah. And replace those negative thoughts with what the Word of God says. Right. I wrote this down. To dream big, you must change your thought life to think big. Right. So many people can't even dream big because they're, they've just been beat down with so many negative thoughts. Right. You know, but Philippians 4.8, this is just a vital scripture for changing your thought life. The Living Bible, it says, fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about these things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine good things in others. Think about all you can and praise God for and be glad about. You know, we oftentimes look at what we don't have, mm -hmm. but he's saying think about and dwell on and praise God for the good things. Right. So today I want to talk a little bit about just focusing on the good things mm -hmm. and not always thinking about the negative things and dwelling on the negative things, but this scripture is telling us to fix our minds. Yeah. That means to meditate, to think about, and to set your mind to think about the good things that you have in your life. Think about the good things in people. Don't always think the negative about every situation. But again, it's training and learning this and developing in your life so that you begin to change that thought, that negative thought, replace it with a pure thought, a good thought, a lovely thought. Yeah. A thought of a good report, not a bad report. That's a great translation. I love this. Now listen to what the message says. It says, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true and noble and reputable and authentic and compelling and gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. So the key to training your mind to think on good things is fixing your mind to think on those good things, meditating on the good things, not always focusing on those bad things. A negative thought comes in, we replace it with a positive thought, a good thought, a God thought. Hebrews 12, 2 says, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, when your eyes are fixed on Jesus, you're not thinking bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. You're not thinking negativity and I'll never get out of this. 
If you're always thinking about, I'm always sick. I'm always, my body, I'm always hurting in my body. But you're stead focused that I'm healed. I walk in divine health and I walk in divine healing. And you fix and meditate on your those thoughts, then it will replace those negative thoughts. That's right. But again, it goes back to meditating and fixing and developing your mind to think like that. Mm -hmm. A negative thought comes in, we replace it quickly. Like I've said, you replace it immediately. You take it captive and replace that negative thought with a God thought. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 12, 2, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, nothing contrary will come in when you're fixed on Jesus. Yeah. So you stay daily fixed on his word and what he says about whatever you're going through in this situation right now, whatever it is, your marriage, your finances, your health, then you get in the word and find out what he says and you fix your thoughts on that. Yes. Keep fixing your thoughts on what the word says, not what your mind is trying to tell you. Again, Satan is going to drop those thoughts in there, and it's your choice. You have that power. You have that choice to either accept it or reject it, and then you replace it with what the Word of God says. So good. Yeah. You know, it makes me think about Dad, how in 1969, when he finally surrendered his heart to the Lord, he said he was a failure. His marriage was falling apart. He was in debt up to his eyeballs, he says. His mm -hmm. business was failing. He said everything just looked like a failure. Mm -hmm. And the night he surrendered his life to the Lord, he said he was what, at his paint and body shop mm -hmm. in the bathroom, I think. And he said he cried out to the Lord and said, God, what would you even want with me? He said, I'm a failure. I'm a nobody. What would you even want with me? And he said he clearly heard the Lord say, don't worry about it, son. I'm a master at making champions out of nobodies. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. God is the master at making champions out of nobodies. Yeah. But it all begins with your thinking. Yeah. And dad had to see himself differently. Mm -hmm. He had to begin to see himself as no longer the failure, yep. but the champion that God had already declared he was going to be. Yep. You know, the other day I was talking to dad. I had driven through Texarkana. And I stopped and ate at El Chico's. And Daddy always had this, you know, he had a story. He said, oh, I have a story about that El Chico's. He said, back in the 70s, and this is about amazing developing your thought life. But he said he was, back in the 70s, he had gone through Texarkana and was speaking at a church, or speaking at a full gospel businessman. And they were going to have a banquet. And the, the guy told him, we're only going to have about um, 20 people there. But dad said, let me bless you and I will pay for, I'll pay for everybody's meals. So daddy got there and 200 people showed up. <laughs> so daddy had to pay for 200 meals. And this is in the 70s. He had just started his ministry. But it was probably a step of faith for him to pay for the 20. Yes. I mean, that was, you it know, was. seriously. So he's telling me this story and it's leading up to Texarkana and El Chico's. So he said, he got there, 200 people showed up, he paid, it was an awesome service, but he went home back to the, or was going to go back to the ministry with nothing. Yeah. I mean, he had brought nothing in for the ministry and wasn't going to make the budget for that month. He also had gone to a church and the Lord had told him to give the whole offering to the pastor. So two places he gave and nothing back. So he said he was driving through Texarkana but the key point in all this, before I get to what happened, is I said to him, I interrupted, I said, Daddy, when you were driving back home, 
did you think, like, how am I going to make it? Like, you know, he was young yeah. in faith, and he's driving home. I said, were you thinking, like, what am I going to do? I can't, I can't pay staff. I can't pay the budget. He said, no. I said, you didn't, like, once? They, no. I mean, so developed in his thought life. We can get to that place of being so developed and so confident of our God that, yes, yes, he will provide all my needs. Well, the story turns out he was sitting in El Chico in Texarkana, and a young co- or elderly couple was sitting there, saw him, and said, we were in one of your services that you did in a front yard. Daddy preached in a front yard in his early days. And they said, we have an envelope right here. We were about to mail to your ministry. And it was $3,000 that they were about to hand or mail to dad. And daddy walked in El Chico's. Is that God or what? So the point of all that is not only is he a God of the breakthrough and be there for you, but that my dad had developed his thought life. And I said, how? He said, because I saw it work in Kenneth Copeland's life and I knew it could work for me. So that's what I'm telling you is that it can work for you if you begin to develop these keys and just get aggressive in your faith and begin to change your thought life to line up with the Word of God. If you'll listen to these messages, we'll be back in just a few moments. The future begins with a dream. In the book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny, Jerry Savelle teaches how Satan tries to steal our God-given dreams by sowing seeds of fear and discouragement. The good news is that with God's help, you can recapture your dreams and achieve the extraordinary. In the powerful book, Thoughts, The Battle Between Your Ears, you learn how your thoughts determine your mood, self-image, relationships, and destiny. Learn how to win the battle and line your thoughts up with God's Word and His plan for your life. Also included in today's package, is the three-CD series, Seizing God-Given Opportunities. Throughout our lives, we are given many opportunities for greatness and success so we can bring glory to God. Discover the potential you have in Christ and seize every opportunity that comes your way. Don't wait. Call or go online to request this powerful trio. If Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. Thoughts, the battle between your ears, and seizing God-given opportunities. Take possession of your God-given dreams, destiny, and opportunities today. Hey, thank you for joining with us again. You know, we're talking about dreams, destiny, opportunities, and how it all begins with your thoughts, that your thoughts are the pathway to your destiny. And what we really want you to learn today is that God has so much more for you, but He's limited by your thinking. You can literally limit what God does in your life by small thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, God never meant for you to reach a certain level and just plateau. There is no limit to how high you can go in God, but you got to get your thoughts in line with it and never settle where you are. You know, you think about in the Bible in Genesis, we hear so many stories about Abraham, but we hardly ever hear anything about his father, Terah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the Bible says that Abraham and his dad, Terah, they set out for Canaan land, which was the promised land, Mm -hmm. the land of abundance, the land of more than enough. But it says they set out for that. That was the vision. But Abraham's father, Terah, stopped along the way and settled in Haran. Mm -hmm. He set out for that, but for some reason, he just settled. God never meant for you to settle where you are. Mm -hmm. But you got to get your thoughts in line with it. Mm -hmm. Don't limit what God can do in your life by thinking small, Mm -hmm. by thinking this is as good as it gets. Mm -hmm. 
God never meant for us to settle yeah. or just park. And the choice is up to us. Yeah. I mean, He's given us that free will to think the way we want to think, right. but we've got to make that choice mm -hmm. to line up with the Word of God. Yeah. Whatever you give your most attention to, that's where your focus will be. That's right. So you have the choice. Am I going to think negative in this situation or am I going to think positive? That's am right. I going to think fear or am I going to think faith? It's all up to you, but you have to get developed in this area and that being developed comes by getting in the Word of God. You know, those of you that are married in the audience, we have a choice to set and focus on everything we don't like about our spouse. I mean, you can set and think about everything that they do wrong, everything you don't like about them, or you can make the choice to think good thoughts. You know, and you could be sitting there right now in your house and you're struggling in your marriage and the devil is just giving you thoughts of, you know, I could have been, I could have married someone better. I could have married someone different. My husband, he's lazy. My husband is no good. Or my wife, she doesn't take care of me. And you're sitting there dwelling on that and dwelling on that. Do you know that the devil is going to just bring opportunity for you to get less and less connected to your spouse and disconnect you yeah. through temptations or whatever it is? but he planted a thought and you went with it. Yeah. So instead you replace those thoughts and begin speaking good things like this scripture said. It said, dwell on the good things in others. Yeah. Everybody's got something good about them. Yeah. Even your old dog husband, he's got something good about him. <laughs> but if you just find that one thing, if he's a hard worker or he's a good father or whatever it is, and you begin to dwell on those things, then it gets bigger on the inside of you and you begin to see them the way Jesus sees them. So it is really powerful, our thought life, yeah. that we decide what we're going to think about and that, therefore we're going to go in that direction with our most dominant thought. Yeah, I love that. Read that again. It says, whatever you give your most attention to, that's where your focus will be. You want a good marriage? then you focus on the good things. Yeah. You focus on the lovely things, the pure things, mm -hmm. the beautiful things, like that scripture said, not the ugly things. You focus on the beautiful things. Yeah. So you begin saying, my wife takes good care of me. My wife is the best cook. I thought of Rodney. He's never said that. He's never said no. that. <laughs> Rodney, I hope you're tuning in today. <laughs> he can start believing that now. I guess first I have to cook. Well, for him to say that. <laughs> or my wife is the best person who goes through a drive-through window and gets fast food and brings it home. Right. And that's my specialty. Yes. Yeah. I provide food. <laughs> but you and only you control your thoughts. So again, I just felt like there's someone right now watching that's struggling with their marriage and you're just right in limbo. You're like, you know, you can either go this way or that way. You have the choice right now. And I'm telling you in the name of Jesus, take captive those thoughts and say, no, I'm not going there. I'm thinking good things about my spouse today. And you start meditating on dwelling on those things that you love about your spouse and you'll begin to see change in your marriage. Don't go there. You know, if you entertain thoughts that are negative, then your actions are gonna go in that direction. 
don't entertain negative thoughts. Yeah, what you think about expands. Yes. And your life moves in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. So, you know, I was mentioning on another program how your mind is like a magnet. Mm -hmm. And whatever gets in your mind and stays there, it will eventually show up in your life. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly thinking, I can't stand this marriage, you know, that's mm -hmm. what you're going to move towards is a divorce. Yeah. That's what it'll lead to. Yes. Mm -hmm. So your mind, your thoughts are vital to taking you in the direction to your dreams or further from them. Yeah. A dream of having a successful marriage, a dream of, you know, having a business, mm -hmm. whatever the dream is, your thoughts are what's going to lead you to and it. And you can dream as big as you want. I mean, it's amazing the ability that God's given us. Yeah. And that it's all our choice. Mm -hmm. It's all our choice what we decide. You can live a mediocre life, just existing, mm -hmm. clocking in, clocking out, mm -hmm. feeding the kids, watching a little TV with the husband, going to bed, repeat the next day. Yeah. Or you can dream and think and plan and know that God has something better for yeah. me. So it's all in your choice. It's all your power, but it's what you do with that, that you begin to develop it and begin to see the good things. I want to read that scripture again. It says, fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. Think about things that are pure and lovely and dwell on the fine things, the good things in others. Think about all you can and praise God and be glad about it. Thank God for the good things going on in your life. Yes, right? yes, your thoughts are so powerful. You know, we've talked about on um, previous broadcasts how you behave in a manner consistently with what you think about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and Satan knows that. And you know, you shared earlier how Satan has a plan for our lives. God has a plan, but Satan also has a plan. His mm -hmm. plan is revealed in John 10, 10. The thief comes only to kill, to steal, and to destroy your lives. Yes. Well, I've heard Mac Hammond say, Satan cannot destroy you. He cannot defeat you unless he first deceives you. Mm -hmm. And deception takes place in the mind, in the thought life. And he'll use people, you know, to pull you down. He'll use yeah. people to put you down, to say you're not good enough, you're not smart enough. You could never do that. Mm -hmm. He's hoping that your thoughts will get an agreement with Satan's plan for your life. Yes. You know, I, I love this story I'll share real quick about this kid named Monty, he moved around a lot, you know, and he said his dad was a horse trainer and they were barely in the same school district from one year to the next. Mm -hmm. So they were constantly moving around. In fact, he lived on the back of a truck, very, very poor family, lived on the back of a truck. And he said one day he was in school and the teacher said, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you to tell me what you want to be when you grow up. So he said he really got excited about this excitement, this assignment. He said he went home and he wrote out he said, I want to live on a, you know, hundreds of acres of, for a ranch. I want to have my own ranch. I want to raise thoroughbred racehorses. And he said he drew a little diagram of a, a horse track, you know. He said he, grew, he drew bunk houses and tack rooms and just put all this thought into it. A huge house, you know, on the property. And he was so proud of all the effort he put into that. And he said he, he wrote it all down. He turned it into the teacher and he thought, I'm going to make an A. Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden she passes out the papers and she hands him this, this big F that says, see me after class. Mm -hmm. Well, he was devastated and he couldn't understand why would he get that when he put so much effort into this assignment. Well, after class, he went up there and he asked her, why did I get such a bad grade? She said to him, Monty, do you even know what land cost? Do you have any idea what it costs to do this? She said, you're a poor kid. You live on the back of a truck. 
She said, it's my job as a teacher to not let you grow up disappointed. She said, this dream is unrealistic, which I can't even imagine a teacher saying that. But she said, your dream is unrealistic. She said, now I want you to go home, rewrite your paper, and I'll give you a better grade. So he said he went home. He was devastated, and he met with his dad, and he just said, Dad, what do I do? And his dad said, Monty, I can't tell you what to do, but whatever you decide, it's going to affect the rest of your life. Powerful words, isn't it? It's going to affect the rest of your life. So he said he thought about it. He went back to the teacher, turned in the very same paper, and he said, you know what? You keep the F. I'm keeping my dream. I love that. That's good. Take this job and shove it kind of thing. (laughs) But he said that. Well, you know, today, Monty Roberts, he has this paper actually framed in his 4,000-square-foot home, 200-acre ranch, where he raises thoroughbred racehorses. He said in one year, he made $6 million. You keep the F, I'm keeping my dream. But you think about it. If he had allowed those words to take root in him, it would have affected the rest of his life. So I don't know what kind of words have been spoken over you. That's one of the most powerful things Satan will use is words and experiences, the abortion, the affair, you know, the abuse. He'll use all those things to get you to have a poor self-image, low self-esteem. But I'm telling you, Jesus hung on the cross with his head down just so yours could be lifted up. So it's time for you to pull your shoulders back, hold your head up, and start walking out what God has planned for your life. And it all begins with your thought life. This says your destiny begins in your thought life. That's right. Your destiny begins right there. Yeah. And, you know, we put this book together for Dad called Thoughts, The Battle Between Your Ears. I love this book. It's one of my favorites of his. That, this would be one of your favorites mm-hmm. because you've really learned about thoughts. But listen to some of these chapter titles. Well, what's on your mind? Can you imagine, I heard Dad say, if there was a big TV screen and we could all see what you're thinking, it's kind of alarming. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it matters. God knows the thought and the intent of your heart. He knows what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. So does the devil. Well, well, he knows by the words of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Entertaining thoughts, how to cast down thoughts. You know, Satan wants you to entertain thoughts. You know, I asked him to bring me a prop all ago. I heard T.D. Jake say this. He didn't use a cookie, but (laughs) he said, you know, the best you will ever get in life is about 80%. And 80% is a good life. It's nothing to complain about. It's a good life. However, Satan will bring 20% along and he'll say, this is what you're missing. This is the one thing you're missing. If you had this 20%, your life would be complete. Mm -hmm. How can you go your whole life without this 20%? Mm -hmm. Until he convinces you that you cannot live without this 20%, and you're willing to give up the 80 you have for the 20 you don't have, and look what you're left with, 20%. That's powerful. Isn't it? But see, that's how Satan works. He gets you thinking, I can't live without that. Mm -hmm. He's hoping to kill, steal, and destroy your life by getting you to think thoughts that you know are not in line with God's plan for your life. So this book teaches you how to get control of your thoughts, and then if Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. You've got to realize that, that God has a plan for your life, but you've got to do certain things to start taking steps towards that destiny. And then seizing God-given opportunities. This is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Because he said opportunities are coming your way all the time. 
but they're, you're going to seize them or they're just going to pass you by. Yes. He also said sometimes they come dressed in overalls and look like work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, we have to take action. So, is there any scripture you the want to close out with? The last thing I'd love to leave with is Joshua 1.8. Yeah. yeah. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous yep. and successful. Yep. It can be done. It's your choice. You can do this. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so we can keep you motivated to do everything God's put in your heart to do. The future begins with a dream. In the book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny, Jerry Savelle teaches how Satan tries to steal our God-given dreams by sowing seeds of fear and discouragement. The good news is that with God's help, you can recapture your dreams and achieve the extraordinary. In the powerful book, Thoughts, The Battle Between Your Ears, you learn how your thoughts determine your mood, self-image, relationships, and destiny. Learn how to win the battle and line your thoughts up with God's Word and His plan for your life. Also included in today's package, is the three CD series, Seizing God-Given Opportunities. Throughout our lives, we are given many opportunities for greatness and success so we can bring glory to God. Discover the potential you have in Christ and seize every opportunity that comes your way. Don't wait. Call or go online to request this powerful trio. If Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. Thoughts, the battle between your ears, and seizing God-given opportunities. Take possession of your God-given dreams, destiny, and opportunities today. Hope you've enjoyed the broadcast today. You know, we've endeavored to really get you to think about your thoughts, think about your future, think about the destiny God has for you. Never settle where you are. Don't allow the words that people have spoken over you to convince you that you're not good enough, that it's too late, you've missed all the opportunities God has for you. No, God still has something amazing for your life, no matter what you've been through. You know, I, I had these two pennies laying here. And it made me think about how, you know, sometimes you'll find a penny like in the grocery store parking lot or somewhere and you can tell it's been through a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been run over. It's been kicked around. It's been stepped on by people, maybe been through a lot of storms too. Ignored. Ignored, mm -hmm. but just laying there and it looks pretty dingy. Mm -hmm. Then you find a, a shiny copper penny that just looks like it hadn't been through anything. It's brand new. But do you know, if you took these two pennies to the bank, they're worth the same? Do you know that you have not lost your worth? You have not lost your value? No matter what you've been through, you've been stepped on by people, you've been kicked around, you've been through every kind of storm imaginable or run over by people, God still has a plan for your life. But you have to get your thoughts to line up with the destiny God has for you. Yes. And how do you do that? You renew your mind with the Word of God. Mm -hmm. That's why we're offering these resources on thoughts, the battle between your ears. Mm -hmm. You will win or lose based on what's going on right here. Yeah. So when you start reading material like this, it gets down on the inside of you, changes the way you think, changes the way you talk, changes the way you carry yourself. Your dreams get bigger. Mm -hmm. And then listening to messages like seizing God-given opportunities, you're going to start recognizing opportunities all around you that you never saw before. Mm -hmm. And then reading books on, wow, if Satan can't steal my dreams, he can't control my destiny. Mm -hmm. We want you to get your dreams back. Mm -hmm. 
don't go to the grave with your dream still in you. Amen. So get these resources. This is the last week for us to offer this special package. So take advantage of that. And we just want you to know, partners, how much we love you. We pray for you. We value you. We couldn't do what we're doing without your support. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you from our hearts for watching. And we'll see you next week.